God damn it! Ah, oh, get out! I don't want to. I don't know how to edit this thing. Come on, just crackle. Ready? There we go. Oh, oh, thank God! My nose has been itching like hell. Hello everybody, welcome back to Fastgate Rewatch, and it's part three of the Look at the Princess trilogy. Look at her! Look, look at her! Look at her! Yeah. <laughs> and as usual, I'm Karma Hats, and with me is Red Nightmare. Hello! Hey, and yeah, part three, we're finishing off this three-part story arc of uh, Farscape. Mm -hmm. And to remind us of that, when the episode does actually start proper, it's like there's a long section of previously on Farscape. It goes over the previous two episodes. It takes two whole minutes. Yeah, and it's just like, this thing, and this thing. Remember these guys, and these people, and all yeah. of this stuff. And, this, yeah. and this thing. Basically, it does one minute of the previously on Farscape that we got last week. And yeah. <laughs> tax on another minute. I'm like, okay. Boy, you could have condensed that, but fine. <laughs> fine. Just to catch everybody up, you know, the crew of Moya end up on this planet. There's a royal coronation about to happen. Uh, they're doing this thing with the little vials to see if people are compatible with each other. Mm -hmm. And there's like a whole ritual where they kiss and stuff. And nobody's compatible with the princess. But then John does it and finds out he's compatible with the princess, probably because he's human and she's sebacious. And because her DNA's been messed with, so she's not compatible by her brother who's planning to get the throne who's working with the Scarron because if he gets because right now they're in a peace between Scarrens and peacekeepers but if he gets the throne then there's a war so she has to get the throne and uh, and breathe and Crichton gets turned into a statue it's it's a whole thing okay yeah <laughs> it's a there, whole there's, thing just there's two episodes of Farscape Rewatch podcast yeah, beforehand yeah. it's probably easier to listen to those <laughs> otherwise we'd have to do the Farscape Rewatch recap Rewatch. The Fosgate Rewatch, Rewatch, that's not happening. No. That's All my right. next project. Alright, so there we go. That's like the briefest bit of backstory. So mm -hmm. we should start off with the episode proper yes. after that two minute uh, <laughs> recap. I like that. I like this is odd, by the way, because it's, uh, it's Chiana doing the previously on thing. Yeah. This is like previously on Fastgate. And then after the really long previously on, she then says, tonight on Fastgate. Mm hmm. <laughs> Which normally it's like previously on, and then it just starts again. It's yep. like, and now the continuation. Um, now the conclusion. Yeah. And we actually rejoin everybody in the throne room, I guess? The statue room. Yeah, the statue room, where there are two statues. For one. Well, yeah, we've got... John in his anguished look. And the uh, princess next to him. And we've got Councillor Tino, Dargo, Chiano, and Rigel. And they're all still in their uh, gear from the wedding. Yeah, so apparently it just happened. Yeah, it's like immediately afterwards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're just talking about what's happened. They said Scorpius has been asked to leave the pre uh, planet by the Empress. Mm -hmm. So that's good. So, and they hope that uh, Moya will drop back in soon. Yeah, hopefully, because they have no idea what's going on with Moya. <laughs> so, nope. Yeah, but Roger wants to stay behind with Crichton because, you know... That came out of nowhere for me. It's like, because he's like, oh, I can get new power again. I'm like, didn't power? we establish like a few episodes ago that the only reason you you live is to get your throne back? Yeah, I mean, you could theorize I... that he, by building himself up in that society, he can get the power back that he needs to go and retake the throne, rather than hanging around with a bunch of escaped prisoners on a uh, run on, on a on a leviathan. 
Good point. Good point. Yeah. And, and he knows how to work this so yeah. this circle. You know, we saw that last episode. He's at home here. The food is good. And remember, yeah, that helps. Remember, Rigel says his main motivation is to get his throne back, which it is. But he's also very motivated by food yeah, and, and material food. things. So. Yeah. So. Okay, I, fair. I do. Yeah, no, that, that that's clear that up for me. Yeah, I I bought it pretty. Well. I was like, no, that that makes sense. And Dargo and Chan obviously they still want to go. Um, but what they actually do is Dargo picks up a little uh, device, holds it to his ear. And then he can talk to Crichton, because we established in the last episode that when he's a statue, he's still conscious of everything. He can oh, still, still see me. and hear, which is, yeah, terrifying. Um, but so he can hear, they can hear everybody talking to them. Uh, but by putting this into his head, then they can actually talk back. Yeah. He can actually say things. I guess it's yeah, just coming over the speaker. And it's like, you know, how you how you doing? It's like, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> Statue. Yeah. Still really a statue. Like pick my nose, but right. <laughs> Still a statue. And they're like, "Well, we're we're probably be going." And he's like, "Yep, nope, it's fine." <laughs> he's he's not in any pain, which I was glad to hear. No, it just clearly only hurt when they turned it on. Yeah, which is why he sort of fell back with his arms up. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they're like, "Okay, well, we're we're leaving now then." Um. Oh, by the way, something else I just realized about Rigel. You know how, like, Hynerians, we know that Hynerians live for a very long time. Yeah. So he'll still be around when John yeah, yeah, yeah. comes out. That's the plan. He wants yeah. to be John's advisor in eight yeah, years. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's working the system. So anyway, everybody, uh, they leave the statues alone. And then... <laughs> Sorry, I love this. In comes Claivor. Yeah, it happens at night. You see a n yeah. nice, beautiful shot from far away as the lights, basically, as if it fades to night. But then Claivor comes in God, and does so just great. the wimpiest stuff. Like, God, he's just like, this kid is so useless. I'm going to topple the statue. Ow! Ow! Hard I'm going to punch you. it. Ow! God, I love this kid so much. He's just such a wuss. So, so, the decline of him from first episode to last episode is amazing. He starts as a serious threat, and as the episode just goes on, he becomes less and less... Less and less serious. I just—we already thought he was kind of like doing the whole wimpy thing the last episode. Like this just takes it up another notch. Yep. Which is he—he punches the Crichton stat statue, and he's just like, "Ow!" It's like, what did you think was gonna happen? Yeah, and the scare is like, "Yeah, I was thinking of a more permanent solution." And just and he, uses a laser lob off John's head. Yeah, he's got like a laser on the back of his hand, and just chomp. And cut, cut to opening titles, and I was like, that's okay. a strong opening. You got me. Okay. All right. That's, that's certainly a thing that's happened. Yep. <laughs> and so what they do with it is they uh, take it to an acid pit. Yeah. So it's in some industrial area with, like, chains hanging down from the ceiling. It's all dark and dingy. And there's a big... I love it. It's such, like, a, like a Hollywood... Or not even Hollywood. Just, like... A big comical acid pit, yeah, like a big it's, round, it's green. It's glowing. <laughs> it's so very clearly just a very large circular pool, a bubble bath Oof. with green lights in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, like, well spread out, so you don't see the light sources. But it's very, it's very. <laughs> it's just, it's such a, it's a little bit uh, comical looking, like big acid pit with glowing green acid. What? Ooh, is, ooh, ooh. Yeah. yeah, and they're gonna like. 
and uh, so they've got Crichton's head in in a bag. And I like that Claver actually gives a bit of exposition where he says like, "Oh, he can still hear me, and he can still be reconstituted. Like he's not actually dead because no. uh, each cell is like individually uh, sealed, kind of thing. So is." self-sustaining still alive in there but what we'll do is we'll chuck his head in the acid pit yeah, which will melt it away because then they can't re- the only way they could bring him back is without a head yeah and uh, that doesn't <laughs> I actually like well. how he says my grandfather's uh, statue actually broke in half during an earthquake <laughs> and all he got was a minor limp <laughs> <laughs> and so they just yeah they just chuck it in there and it just starts bobbing in there <laughs> wait a second what why does it bob Wait, yeah, isn't it made of bronze? <laughs> I was gonna say, it should have sunk. Oh, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> what gives? <laughs> I didn't even realize that until now. It's like, wait a second, that's not supposed to float. <laughs> it's a piece of massive bronze. Solid bronze. No, okay, never mind. Never mind. Uh, you're right. Special sure. acid. Yes, it's magic space acid that's very thick. That's acid. really dense while still being a liquid that people can. You know what? Never mind. Yeah, no, don't worry, don't worry about it. Maybe the statue is is a special material that's not actually bronze and is super tough but very light. I know. Possibly. I'll, let's let's. Oh, screw it. Let's let's get over this. Let's move on. And as the as the head is chucked into the acid, I think we cut to Aaron and Casanova. Yeah, we do. Getting ready to climb. Yeah, I mean, his full name is was it Dragon Casanova? And does it? Do we really need the first part? Well, because. Uh, throughout the rest of this episode, he uh, Aaron refers to him as Dragon. Doesn't actually call him Casanova, which I don't I'm, care. Which, I well, don't care. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm good. I'm glad that that's what happens because now I don't have to hear his stupid name again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna keep using his stupid you name. Son of yes, <laughs> it is. It is really. How can I remember Dragon if Casanova's yeah, right there? It is. He's so on the nose. Anyway, so they're getting ready to rock climb. They're in the middle of, well, they're just out in the middle of nowhere with some rocks, big mm-hmm. cliff face, and they're putting on their gear. They've got, like, white jackets on, and they've got yeah. ropes, and... Um, Aaron, Aaron's like, oh, how, how how good are you at this? Well, I was... Uh, I, I was expert, uh, they really said. Expert, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but... And then she's like, are you always disagreeable? Because you said yes to literally everything that I've... Suggested. Well, only everything you said are good ideas. And then he kisses her, and I like, just hello, pardon. And I, I love Erin throughout this whole thing. She's just like not having any of it. She's just like, yeah, yeah whatever, mate. I've just for Erin, this is just a distraction, and all she wants to do is just go rock climbing, and really doesn't give a shit about this guy. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And she's like, come on, okay, whatever, stop screwing around, just. Put God, your gear hate, on. Let's go rock climbing. God, I Shut hate up. this guy so much. He's kind of. He's, he's not particularly he's, interesting. He's not evil, but he's so freaking annoying. Yeah, he's super smarmy and just like. <laughs> anyway, that's actually like it's a really brief scene as they just like suit up mm-hmm. and get ready. Yeah. Um, we go back to the city, and the Empress is there, and she's. Found that she sees that Crichton's statue has been decapitated. She's pacing about. She's incredibly angry. Mm-hmm. Says like, "Who did this? We will find who is responsible." And nobody is to leave the planet or contact their ships until we uh, make Crichton whole again. Yep. Nobody's going anywhere. You're all staying here. I'll keep all the suspects in the same castle. Yeah. 
and Ty and Councillor Tyno is there as well, and he says, "Where's Aaron? Where's uh, we, we Aaronson? We don't know." And they're like, "You can't seriously think that she's uh, involved." It's like, "I can't not think it." Like we, have I like to, that line. Yeah, we have to. Everybody's under suspicion. Yeah. The fact that she's not here is super suspicious. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, we have to find her and bring her in for questioning. Then Rigel says, well, maybe Scorpius did it because we know he wants Crichton's head or we want, he wants brain. Brain, yeah. Um, and they're like, well, okay, we've got a lot of suspects. We just, we need to find his head and put him back together. Yeah. And then we go to the acid pit again where Crichton's head is still bobbing about, don't question it. And it gets scooped out with a, like a, just a big metal pole scoop thing mm -hmm. and it's scorpius yep scorpius actually our has... great hero scorpius <laughs> scorpius Come saves the, the rescue <laughs> and he's got he's sort of cradling Crichton's head it's like i know you can still hear me john internally going ah! like, oh shit oh shit oh shit <laughs> it says it's a good thing i sampled your dna in the aurora chair otherwise i wouldn't have been able to track you and he's you know he's got their head he's putting it in a bag and he's like yes and then he hears a noise. Mm -hmm. I love this actually because we go to a, a wide shot from above of like sort of looking a bit down on him. And the first thing he does is in his regular, I guess, high pitched voice, he goes, Who's there? And then he turns around, doesn't see anything. And then he just switches to Scar and says, like, Who's there? Yeah, and then he just gets shot twice, slightly stunned, shot twice more, and he falls to the floor. Yep. And somebody else takes the head. Da 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 da. So yeah, somebody else is taking the head. <laughs> Who's got Crichton's head? Who? Everybody's fighting over it. <laughs> and Scorpius has the ball. He's and... going louder. He's going louder. Oh, oh and that's oh, and it's stolen. And is making for a touchdown. <laughs> I just want to see somebody like spike the ball with Crichton's head, just like wham, touchdown. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> He's fine. Yeah. Now we catch back up with our B-plot from the previous episodes with uh, Zan and Moya. Mm hmm And Zan is actually, she's fiddling with a DRD, and Kahenu is there, mm -hmm. saying, like, you should leave on a transport, one of Moya's transports. Get out of here, you know. All life is sacred. You don't have to die. It's like, all life is sacred? Pardon? I know, right? And it's just like, it's... you don't, come on. Zen has the exact same reactions. Like, all life is sacred? You killed Moya. Yeah, she's so whole Yeah, can produce gunships. Uh, we blah, don't blah, want blah. Moya making gunships. That would that looks really bad on TV, you know. It, it looks bad for us. It's, it's affecting our image, okay? Yeah, we, like, need, we need to keep that... We need to keep the, our image good. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what it comes... I mean, he does also, you know, we don't want to submit... Didn't design them to submit the rest of the universe to firepower like that and no gunships. true but i'm like still you could just neuter her yeah you're, like, the, you're her god you you're freaking creator. god you only need to go down there and just be snip snip done yeah yeah well know. we'll even let you borrow the sister <laughs> <laughs> yeah god so but I, okay this is great because well <laughs> i don't know she's very angry at this and she's like okay well if moya and pilot are gonna die Mm -hmm. I have to stay with them. I am not going to leave them alone. And you're not going anywhere either. Yeah, and she gets to says now DRD and the because she's been fiddling this whole time with Aaron's prowler, and mm 
what it does is it starts uh, the engine, but in reverse. Yeah. Working as a vacuum to suck Kahenu, who remember he's like a gaseous life form, and I guess sucks into the engine. Okay, two things. One, that's the DRD that John fixed at the very start of the series. Hey. You can see the piece of tape. Two. Know. That is the wimpiest god I've ever seen. I know, it's just turn like... A, turn an engine in reverse and he just gets... I mean, my impression of them as, quote, gods, is that they're like gaseous beings who may be extra-dimensional or something. Um, they're revered as gods by leviathans, despite yeah. being just aliens that built them. I don't think they're like this... I don't... They have... Uh, clearly have uh, powers over leviathans. But they don't have as much power. Yeah, they're not like full supernatural beings, you know, that kind of deal. Mm, I guess that might be true. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's what I've been thinking, because they're the... You know, we see this in sci-fi a lot, where like a high, uh, some form of advanced type alien is the god of somebody else. Yeah. Um, my first thought is like the prophets from DS9, like they're... <laughs> they're wormhole aliens, but the Bajorans think they're gods, and you know. Yeah, I th I'm thinking of the um, ancients in yep, Stargate. Yeah, also that. So, like, I don't think he's supposed to be properly like god powers. So it's kind. Of, yeah. I can I can kind of buy that he gets sucked in because he's actually made of gas and smoke. Yeah, <laughs> and he's pleading with uh, Zan to not be like, please release me. And Zan's like, okay, fine, I'll do that, but only if you. Um, only if you spare Moya. It's like, I can't do that. Well, all right, full power. You. <laughs> she gets sucked in the engine, and immediately she's like, Oh, what have I done? Like, <laughs> really? That's the moment you, yeah. you think about that? You had you had ample opportunity just now to, well, she says, to consider. In my rage, what have I done? It's like, I don't know, you seemed pretty calm and collected about the whole thing. Yeah. It wasn't like you flipped. You spent a while fiddling with the DRD and all the other stuff. Yeah, you set this, this up. This was premeditated, Zan. This wasn't this a was premeditated murder, and you are going to jail for it. <laughs> Don't give us a teary-eyed bullshit. <laughs> so, let me go back to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And Dargo's, you know, saying he couldn't find Crichton's head. They've had no luck. He says he, he feels responsible. Yeah, because he talked him into it. Yeah, and he's he, he's having a chat with Chiana about this, and she, you know she's trying to comfort him, but he's like, I, yeah, I talked him into this. It's it's my fault. I love this interaction between these two characters, because mm. there's Dargo, as we know, experiencing this regret yeah. as an emotion stronger than most people would. He's mm. really hung up over this, and Chiana is really just trying to comfort him. Yeah, and. Just like like a partner would. Yeah, and uh, you know, saying that it's not such a big deal, or that he shouldn't feel responsible. You know, it's, it's not. It was any... the only option they had, and they played with the help they've been they'd been dealt. Yeah, exactly. We know from the last episode they were in a really tough spot, and they mm -hmm. didn't have many options. Uh, so now we find out who actually took Crichton's head and saved him from Scorpius. Because we find out that uh, the person that took Crichton's head is actually uh, Genasia. Yeah. And she pops her headset on. <laughs> I love this. Pops her headset on to talk to Crichton's head. And the first thing she hears is just, Ah! <laughs> He's still internally screaming. <laughs> He's like, Can you hear me? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, what do we do? <laughs> oh, I'm fine. Okay, if this should work... 
we I should be able to reconstitute you. Get experts. <laughs> no, you're you're in no state to to, to do this. Uh, you're and clearly you're far too vulnerable in this state. Seeing exhibit A and B, and she does this while popping out from. So it's shot from inside the um, statue creation cage, mm. and she does that by popping her head to the side back into the, view yeah. from past the control panel, and it's like looking back for it, going back. And I just love how mm. the scene is shot and how yeah, it's really good. How she's just no, no, I don't care. I'm not listening to what you're saying. <laughs> we're, I'm just no, we're doing this. And yeah, because she pops Crichton's head back on the statue, like like kind mm -hmm. of twists it into place. It's like I have to make sure it's properly aligned, otherwise it won't work. <laughs> yeah, she twists it into place. You're like jumping, like, and so she's like, "All right, here we go," and uh, flips the switch. And again, we get the same cut we got before, but uh, in the last episode, where it pans behind a pillar mm -hmm. as the uh, machine starts working, and so then. Crichton sort of uh, is reconstituted and is his usual self again and not a statue. Yep. yep. Uh, and he's like, he slowly starts moving your creaking sound. Like, uh. uh Yeah, he moves his neck and there's like a crunching noise. And he's like, oh, yeah. Please Genasius, be okay. Genasius is like, can you move your neck? Crunch, crunch. And he's like, can you talk? And he's like, thank you. <laughs> I love this one, last one. Is Can you walk? And he gets up and just... Hoot! <laughs> <laughs> she just just looked like she has a look on her face is like oh, for <laughs> he just falls straight to the floor but anyway he's back Crichton's back oh, God, the, I, I just love the slapstick comedy of this scene and the way it's <laughs> shot great, just, yeah. Uh, yeah and remember by the way like Janazia peacekeeper agent who's been uh, spying here the whole time. So yeah, trying yeah. to get, get Clay, make sure Clayford doesn't become. Well, no, it's like make sure if he does become the, uh, he does get the throne, then she kills him. Yeah, but I, 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 I guess she also wants to keep this area stable. So putting John on the throne is probably even yep. better. Exactly. And so let me go outside, and we've got Clayvor who's just upset. He's angry. He's doing his I'm the most important prince. Blah, 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 And it says he's, he's also exception. remember he's exceptionally dumb because he starts threatening Yes. Because he starts threatening Cargan. So you need to do something. You got the head back and yeah. this is rubbish and this just in this episode there are a couple of just a lot of scenes that are actually fairly short and we bounce mm -hmm. between them reasonably quickly which it leaves it feeling a little disjointed. There's some scenes that are worth the time, and yeah. I think this one they could have skipped. Yeah. Because nothing really substantial happens. He's just threatening Cargan uh, again, which is a really bad idea. Yep. Don't mouth off to the Scarron who no. could break you in half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, then we go to the Barren Lands again with uh, Casanova and Aaron. Mm -hmm. So you remember last episode? I said we've got this a we've got an a plot and a b plot, and the b plot isn't really going anywhere. Yeah, this becomes plot C, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, we've got a plot A, plot B, and plot C. Uh, and I'm just like granted this one plot C. The climbing gets some payoff. It does. It definitely gets some payoff. The one I still have a problem with is Moya and Zan because yeah, we'll return to that. We'll and get the to that. Buckle that is. Yeah. Um, but overall, the, uh, whether or not like I think each of those individual stories has merit to them, it's the fact that there are now three lines in this episode, mm -hmm. and I, 
it makes it, it feel it shows it feels like a much more of a mess than the previous than the last episode it's not as bad as the first one in, in terms of like paying attention to what's going on yeah um but last episode was much more straightforward and cohesive this is just like okay you got to follow uh everybody well actually you kind of have four lines almost because you've got uh, jenna and Crichton. Yeah, and the whole got, investigation, and, and yeah, everybody else looking for Crichton, and you've got Aaron and uh, Casanova, and you've got Moya and Zan, and all of that, and it's like, okay, okay, slow down. There's too yeah, much going just, on here. Come, can we just finish one? Yeah, but yeah. No, we we cut to at this point to Aaron and Casanova climbing. Yep, and we find out that okay, that uh, Casanova is afraid of heights. Not, Hands up if you saw this coming. Yeah. Kind of saw this one. I'm raising my hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only is he afraid of heights, this is the first time he's actually been climbing. Oh my god. Because she says, like, I thought you were rated as expert. It's like, in the training camp, yeah. Wait, is this your first wall? And he's like, yes. yes. And he's, yeah, they are quite high up uh, wall, and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. keep going. And Aaron's like, oh. For... She, like, reaches down, it's like, <sighs> grab my hand. Like, come on, I'll pull you up, and Aaron, again, is, like, just really done with his crap. He's like, oh, my God, you asshole. Yeah. Just grab my hand. Come on, grab my hand. Get my hand. We'll, I'll and he pull starts you up. slipping. He grabs her leg. He's like, no, no, Don't hold grab my to leg. the wall. Grab my, hand. my leg. And then he, he falls and pulls her with him. Yep, they both fall off, and there's a cut before we see them hit anything. Yeah. Um, so, and it just cuts on. to, like, the bottom of the uh, cliff wall against the sea, and we just see the waves coming in. So, yeah. With that bad? That's not good. <laughs> that real bad. Yeah. At least you don't hear a crunching noise. Yeah, that, that. I mean, that's something at least. But before we can find out what's actually happened, we cut back to Jenna and Crichton. See, this is what I mean. We've got like lots of small scenes of like three or four different lines in this episode. I can, I can keep all these plates spinning. I can do it. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. So anyway, Jenna and Crichton—they're in a tent out in the countryside, or out in the woods. Quite elaborate um, place, actually. Yeah, but she, it's somewhere you know far away from the capital to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Why is Scorpius here?" And she's just very suspicious of him. And he's like, "I, I can't tell you know. I appreciate that you have questions and you know that I can't answer them because yeah. I'm totally Don't. a peacekeeper, secret agent." And then Jenna is like, "Yeah, I checked the records. You're not actually Sebastian." <laughs> So that means you're not actually a peacekeeper, which means you're not actually a disruptor, which means she grabs him by uh, by Biden from behind, pulls her Assassin's Creed blade out again. Yep. It's like, you know too much about me. Yeah. You could compromise this mission. And, yeah, she's basically forcing him to tell her the truth. And it's like, you need to, okay, tell me who you really are. And it says, John Crichton, you know, that's not a normal name as well. And then... Okay, this bothered me because there there is a cut here. Mm-hmm. There's a we cut to an ad break. It's one of the ones where it fades down to black, yeah. fades back up in basically the same scene, and he's told her everything. Yeah, like the the explanation is given over the ad break, which I like because we already know the rest of the I mean, story. I know we do, but and that's I don't know. It, it felt it. it felt weird watching it back because it cuts back to basically the same scene. Yeah, it felt have... like. 
changed the angle or something. They could have changed some things a bit. Maybe made it a bit later in the day. Yeah, I think the the thing because it took me a moment to realize that in yeah. the, in between that he had actually told everything. Hmm. I, I think that probably works better if you're watching it like on TV with an ad break. Mm -hmm. It's just watching it like back on DVD. It's just like what? Oh, okay, I see what happened there. I guess it's fair. It, it wasn't. It was never made to be on. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's maybe not necessarily a problem with the episode as a whole. I think if you wanted to fix it, uh, you could just cut away to something else and then cut back to the two of them and then, you know, yeah, same so. thing. But yeah, he's told her what's happened and why Scorpius technology in his brain, all yeah, that, all that where stuff. he comes from, mm -hmm. and <laughs> I like that Jenna's like. That is either the most ridiculous fabrication I've ever heard, or the most pathetic life ever lived. <laughs> and John's like, well, add to that a peacekeeper crazy chick with a blade in the wrist, and you're pretty much where I'm at right now. <laughs> and then uh, she lets him go, and I'm, I love that she lets him go, and he quickly stumbles away a bit, turns around, slightly guarded, and you can just see her cocking her eyebrow like, oh yeah, guy, you want to try something? Really? <laughs> you want to make this a thing? Because I kick your ass. <laughs> but she says, right now, like he's actually her best chance to complete the mission. So they yeah. need to work together. I like that he's like, well, what makes you think I want to go back to being a statue? She's like, look, John, I've come here to prevent a lot of innocent people dying, and I'm like, you're totally playing him right now. <laughs> Yeah, playing your mark, and I, I'm sorry. I just really love Jenna in this scene. Oh, Jenna is great, she's, actually. She's this... so she's incredibly capable. She knows what she wants. She's yeah, just, like completely like, especially that eyebrow was me like being like, <laughs> yeah, you want to try something, kid? Because no, that's she, no. That's be, I'll be honest. She's great in this whole episode. Actually, like I really love what they did with her. Well, most of the episode. I see your. I see the face you're making. Mm -hmm. Like these, this what we've seen so far has been pretty yes, good. Yes, yes, that's let's. that's All right, okay, we'll get to that. To that. All right, I actually get there in the moment. I'm not sure what's going on here, but we'll find out. <laughs> but then again, we go back to Moya and Dan, who is now. Uh -huh. Oh, this is kind of sad because we cut back and she's in Pilot's den. All the lights are off. Pilot is just gone. Um, we meant to assume, I guess, that he's dead, but you know, he's just there, lifeless. And Zan is praying for him. Mm-hmm. And Kahenu appears again, like he got out of the Prowler vacuum somehow. Yeah, he figured out that there's apparently two sides to an uh, air engine. <laughs> Who knew? And he says that, you know what? Flips the switch, basically, and Moya comes back to life. Yeah. And uh, she reactivated, Pilot wakes up, and guess what? This whole thing, this whole thing was a test for Zan. Yeah, to see, because, <clears throat> God, I have so much problems with this. Because uh, what he says is that uh, Leviathan's gentle creatures, he already saw him, uh, the moment he entered Moya, he could see that there was, it wasn't her fault, she was gentle. Yeah. But apparently these creatures are very... Um, well, they're very subservient. Subservient. And they'll follow other people people's lead, and he needed to be sure that Zan was worthy because... Moya is in theory capable of creating an army of gunships, and he yeah. saw that he could leave her in her care. Okay, I have several problems with this. One, did we need three thrilling, thrilling episodes for that? No, we didn't. Two, that's bullshit. 
Moya's not subservient. At yeah. several times, she's gone directly against the will of the crew. I mean, hell, they had to put a control collar on her. Yeah. Like, that's what that was for, was to make them do what they wanted. That's why they put pilot in there. Like, remember previous episodes, the way we weren't. That's why you got a new pilot. That's why we've got a control collar. The what? The, uh, reunion. Yeah. That, the one where Moya was like... We're, I'm leaving with or without you. Yeah. And like, that doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense with everything else we've seen thus far. That's the other problem. Yeah. It doesn't I, line up with what we know by Moya. She's an independent creature. The, the She'll help as much as she can, but there are limits. I think the line they could have taken, which they, it, it's there, but like, if they'd gone just full in on Moya needs a protector, yes. not, that, not that she's, you know... Uh, will do whatever anybody says, just that she needs somebody to take care of her and make sure she doesn't get... Uh, or peacekeep her hands again. Yeah, which, you know, he does mention, but then he goes on to the rest of uh, that, like you said, that, you know, she'll be taken advantage of and all that. It's like, no, Moya's actually capable of thinking for herself, but yes, she does need somebody to protect her from everybody else who wants to come after her. Yeah. And, you know, is Zan worthy of that? Absolutely. Definitely. It's just, the rest of that is, it just focus on that part, and then we don't have a problem with this. Yeah. And also, it just feels, it's such a small, it's such a horrible payoff. Yeah. To this whole thing. It's just... I was, I was half expecting, like, Moya, uh, uh, Zan to get some sort of Superpower, I don't know, that might help Moya. I don't know. It's it, it also it's the it's such a like a flip of a switch to undo everything that's been done yeah. up to this point. It's like uh, this B story has been kind of garbage. <laughs> and it's and it's conclude. I was hoping its conclusion would be interesting. It's not. No, it's not. And its conclusion doesn't even link up with everybody else. It's just like its own little mini arc, which kind of leaves everything back where it started because. Zan was already in that role. She yeah. was already doing all of that stuff. Yeah. She's not been promoted to Moya's protector by this guy. He's just no. like, no, okay, I'm okay with this. It's like, yeah. what the hell? And <laughs> why did we need that? Why did the audience need to see that? <laughs> we didn't. We like we accept that Zan is protective of Moya, and that clearly Moya uh, is okay with this and lo- likes Zan being there because we saw that you know she was singing. And the pilot was enjoying it, and yeah. like, as the audience, we don't need that verification from this guy who we've never seen before, and, and suddenly probably won't see the, again. Yeah, it doesn't accomplish money on that one. You know what? Yeah, actually, I I will put five bucks on that. <laughs> Bet we don't see him again. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know who gets the five bucks. I'll figure that out. But if he shows <laughs> up again, I'm paying someone five bucks. All right, all right. You held it here first, folks. Money's on the line. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Among it's just it was at the, uh, at the end of season four. <laughs> it's just entirely pointless. It's just it really just like I said, nobody really changes. Zan is just doing what we expect Zan to do. Yeah, it was. They could have probably just cut that out, made up a poor excuse at the end of episode three why she was why she didn't return right away you know what Done. i just want zan to be part of the action that would have been better put zan in the rest of the freaking story yeah why does Zan have going to... off is just fine well yeah boy and pilot generally just hang around in orbit while everybody else is down on the planet anyway when this sort of thing happens yeah I, the only thing i can think of is that they needed someone for pilot to play off of 
I mean, and during the escape, but I'm like, no, not it doesn't need, they didn't need that. I, I just think that I'm, I'm, I want Zan to be involved with everybody again because it's boring to have her off by her. Like, loves Zan and Pilot, great, but when everybody, there's this whole big storyline going on, you th- it feels like, well, why isn't Zan part of this? The worst part is. Pilot is dead half the time. Yeah. Of these three episodes. So they don't even have interactions. Yeah. There's no deepening of that connection. And really all this stuff yeah. with uh Kahenu does is just like reinforce well not reinforce, but just restate things that we as the audience already know. It's just we just no waste, new in- wait, it's wasted time. It's we wasted could use that somewhere else. There's no new information, there's no real character growth because again it's just testing that Zan is worthy of to protect Moya, which we already know they're okay with. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's pointless. Anyway, it's over now. Yeah, that's done. Thankfully, so we don't, we don't see have to Zan think for about the entire that. episode. Yeah, that's the last we see of Zan for the rest of this episode, which yeah. bums me out because Zan's a great character and has a I really hope fantastic role with everyone. That there else. was a scheduling reason. Virginia Hay couldn't be there. Maybe. It may have been. That they had to do this off and that this was to schedule something that she was doing. I hope that's the case. Because in that case, I I completely accept it. I mean, I've had a look around for some background info and I can't find anything about that. Okay, then it's just bad writing. Yep. I mean, it's, yeah. All right, so that's done. We'll leave that. Um, Oh, actually, I mean, I will say at the end of this scene... What he does is, uh, Kainu, like, lets Moya speak again, and uh, Moya says she has one request for Zan, Zan's like, yeah. uh, anything, whatever it is, I'll do it, and she just says, sing, which, I, that's nice. That's, like, it's cute. It's but cute, it's, but it's... it can't save this nope. pointless storyline. So, back to everybody else, back to the interesting stuff. Um nope. get, We're back at the bar we've seen a few times now, and, uh, Scorpius is there, mm-hmm. and so is Dargo. Yeah, and uh, you know they're not fighting each other. He's just there, and they're like, Dargo's asking Scorpius, like, do you know where, where is Crichton? Where is he? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know, and he said, I don't know, but I, you know, he's anxious to find him, and he says, which makes us now effectively allies. Yeah, because if they don't find John's head or John entirely, because they figured out that the statue is actually gone. Yeah. Um, if we don't find John entirely, then the Empress is just going to execute all of us. Yep, all the off-worlders. So yep. that includes, that's everybody, basically. In- including Scorpius. Yep. A- anybody we care about, really. And Cargan, but we don't care about him. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but Scorpius is like, well, our natural suspects are Clavor and Cargan. And uh, I said, why should we work together? And so he says, if we work together on this, I'll... Well, I'll help you get off the planet. Mm-hmm. And I'll take Crichton, I'll get the knowledge out of his head and give him back to you unharmed. Don't, like, I don't buy that for a second. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Like I said, I, I'd buy a part of it. He'd probably try to get it out unharmed. Once it doesn't work, he'll just start drilling. Well, here's the thing. How does Scorpius get information out of Crichton's head the first time? Over a chair. Does that look like it doesn't hurt? Was Crichton, was Crichton okay after that? Yeah, he wasn't unharmed. You're right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> and so, but, you know, they're striking a deal of sorts to try and get what they want. 
So then, of course, Cargan appears behind them and is like, ah. I'm like, wait, this, somebody, both of them fill their perception check because how the hell does this Scaron sneak up on you? <laughs> He's massive and he kind of stands out in the crowd of observations. Yeah. I'm, inc- I'm incredibly surprised neither of them saw them coming. So I'm coming. Yeah, and says, ah, oh, his first thing is like, Luxon, proud warrior race, honor to meet you. And he's like, why, why are you working with these people, Scorpius? Uh, why they're working together, and Dario's like, we don't work together. We hate him. He sucks. I'm like, God, you can see Scorpius being like, God damn it, you idiot. Go, don't give him more information than he, need, he already has. <laughs> and it's clear also that Kargan hates Scorpius as well. Yeah, because he's a half-breed. He's an abomination, which several people have said. Mm-hmm. Both Peacekeeper and Scarron. <laughs> yep. And then Kogan, he uses his, I guess, mind powers? Yeah, whatever they are. quite clear what this with is. The, Torture powers, something like that. With the wibbly sort of uh, heat effect. And just points him at Dargo. And says, like, where is Crichton? Do you know where he is? And it's like, nope, no idea. Who does? He says, I think Chiana knows. Yeah. Because Chiana's had an idea. <laughs> and then Cargan stops. Dargo slumps to the ground. And of course, at this point, Scorpius is like, look, we might be able to help each other in this case. He's <laughs> like, immediately switches partners. <laughs> like, our goals and yours might uh, align. And Cargan's like, I would rather I would rather race you to the girl instead. He's yeah. like, I'm not working with you, you... A half-breed abomination. Ah, and yeah, and he just charges off, and Scorpius like, fine. What it, what gets me is several times now they've basically had these scheming, plotting, torturing things in freaking public. With yeah, like they're in the middle of a bar. I still don't get why they haven't just shot Cargan on sight. Yeah, after like, that, it's how like, did you not? He was he was doing that in the park. I get, but in. Public. There were in you the could bar. see several people in the background. There were many people there. There were loads of witnesses. <laughs> okay. Look, patients <laughs> really don't give a crap. Sure. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after that scene, we then go to Aaron and Casanova, and they've you know splint. She splinted up her leg. Yeah. He's lying on his back, and they're both really badly injured. Mm-hmm. Apparently he can't really move anymore. Nope, he must have he must have injured his back, I guess. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, we can either wait here for ships to come get us, or we go inland. And he says, well, no ships ever come here, so we should probably go inland. So yeah. why did you come here to a place that nobody goes to? Because it's extreme. You haven't been climbing before. <laughs> <laughs> why did you? Why, I mean, okay, this was Aaron. No, no, no. No, wait, no, it wasn't. He suggested before Aaron picked it up later. God. It was his suggestion God originally. Damn, in the first he's episode. an idiot. He's so yeah. dumb. And I like that as as she's lying there, she, he he says to her, "Please don't leave me." As she angrily points a knife at him, it's like, "Don't give me an idea. Don't tempt me." <laughs> it's like she really would like to, but she's a better person than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Dargo then is uh, asking Rigel. Rigel's at the bar as well, but he's eating. 
and mm-hmm. is uh, actually hiccuping, I think, because he's very nervous. I was surprised he wasn't farting helium at this point. I mean, that's kind of... I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that not happening every time. Uh, because <laughs> they never happened enough. But he's nervous because they've heard they're going to execute all off-worlders if they don't find who did it. Yeah. Um, well, they knew that, but... He found out that last time the Yempers threatened with that, she actually did it. So yeah. it's not a hollow threat. Exactly. It says, do you know where Chiana is? He's like, uh, no, we split up. Um, and because Dago says, like, well, I may have said that I think that she knows where Crichton is while being tortured by a thing. Um, and she doesn't know anything. No, and she knows nothing. It's me. It's me thinking, like, why did you say that, Dargo? Like, you had no indication. Apparently, you know she doesn't know anything. So if he was... Make it if he was, it was some sort of true serum, this shouldn't have come out. Yeah, and even under torture, I don't expect Darga to give up the person he loves. He would have probably thrown Rigel under the bus. Yeah, it's a little weird, but okay, fine, let's okay. run. It. Yeah, but uh, Rigel says, Okay, I'll help you find her. Let's go. And then we find then we just cut to Kargan who has Chiana mm-hmm. over like she's over here, uh, he's holding her on his back, like she's like gone limp. Yeah, she's clearly unconscious. Yeah, it must have been like doing the mind torture. Like with the explanation between Jenna and Crichton, there's a couple of things in this episode where they sort of jump over stuff. You know? Sometimes I'm fine with that. Sometimes okay. it works. Sometimes. And I think in this case, just Chiana slumped over his shoulder. I'm like, okay, we know what happened there. Yeah, I think you got what, to it, her first. what it does for me is it makes the pacing of this episode feel a little rushed in places. Yeah, I, yeah, I could see that. Also because we're dealing with three storylines at the same time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you know, we cut to him, and uh, it's like, nope, she doesn't know anything. She's useless. And Clavor is there and is arguing with Kargan again. And it's like, yeah. that's it. We're done. We're finished. I'm not having any more of this. I can o- I can only uh, become em- emperor if uh, I renounce you. That's the the terms of my mother. Yeah, because now everybody knows that they're working together. Yeah, and Kargan is like, you, I won't allow it. And Clavor's like, well, that's not. It's Run. Just get out. Get out while you still can, because my mother's going to kill everybody. All out- outworlders. And he's like, you know I can't get out. You know that. I was like, I thought you were good. And then Claver walks off, and Karin is like, before you leave, Highness, I have one last question. And then just, Do you remember my promise? <laughs> yep, and just, and melts him. Yeah, from- just scorches his face. Yeah, and he just collapses down to the floor, and and Clavor is dead. Ding dong, the dork is dead. Hooray, good. <laughs> I, lo- I, <sighs> I love Clavor's arc in this. Like Clav- yeah, Clavor is actually he starts as an idiot, and he ends up as a bird dead idiot. <laughs> All right, I mean, he just that's what happens when you poke a dragon. You know, don't antagonize the Scarum. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you? Don't antagonize the thing that could. Go for a half dragon. And re- Ask for a half dragon. Remember, like he's only in this for his own ends. He doesn't give a crap about you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he would have made a horrible king. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so we go back to Jenna and Crichton, who's asking, you know, can I trust you? And he says, yes, I can. Because mm-hmm. uh, they can't go back to the city now because it's about to become nighttime, and then when it comes goes to night, the wet. Uh, wildlife turns predatory. Yep. So um, they they have to stay here for a bit. Yeah. Then we cut to uh, Scorpius and Dargo, and Scorpius says, "I found Cargan, and it'll take both of us to take him down." 
And Doug is like, well, why would I do that? And it's like, well, he has, he has Chiana. And, it's like, and then Dargo's like, why do you care about Chiana? It's like, well, it says, he has Chiana and you want her. And um, he's like, well, why do you care? It's like, I want John Crichton. <laughs> and and then he says, like, you know, Crichton will die before he goes yeah. to you. Then Dar- Dargo says that. And then Scorpius is like, you underestimate the strength of the rela- our relationship that even Crichton doesn't understand yet. And the way that this is played in this scene, uh-huh. it makes me think a little bit of, like, because it's clearly kind of parallel. Is like, you want to get Chiana back. I want yeah. to get Crichton back. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, uh, you don't understand... I see under- what you mean. You don't I see under- what you mean. You don't understand the strength of our relationship <laughs> that even Crichton doesn't understand yet. <laughs> Just You're being the, a bit stalky. Uh, just the way it's played in this scene is like directly opposed to uh, Dargo and Chiana. I'm like, does Scorpius want the Crichton <laughs> for other things? I maybe. <laughs> I don't think he does. It's just the way that it's set up in this scene yeah. made me think about that. I'm pretty sure he does it, but fan that's fiction not what he's talking about that does raise another question. What is he talking about? Oh yeah. <laughs> So I just couldn't help but think of like, are, are you in, are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting? Part. Huh? I didn't see that coming. Like I don't I don't think it is, but I was just like, yeah. whoa. Says, Speaking of uh, John naked, we cut to the I, next. Well, <laughs> actually, we cut back to him and Janasia, who are apparently now naked in a lake making out. Yep, because we had a couple of teases of the two of them where they've got into each other's personal space and you know why (sighs) okay so i had a a bit of a problem with this like why are you doing this you just got so here's the thing it's like he's kind of having his kirk moment which we know john has done a couple of times but so i was like wait a minute don't aren't you an aaron a thing it's like well okay they did kind of sort of well not exactly break up but um, screw that but okay so he did that and he was in a marriage that he wasn't really into. That's, but why still? The marriage, the marriage before was for his survival. This is just his kicks. Yeah. This is just. I'm like, dude. You, you have feelings for Aaron, and you're doing this with a woman you barely know. Yeah. And more importantly, why the hell does Genasia? I don't Go know. Go along with this. Like, what does she see in him? I don't know. I don't think it's... Uh, yeah, it's kind of... It's weird. Because this is the point where I'm like, she was so cool. And now I'm like... Why now she's this? Just become... Why? Makeout material for John. Yeah. Because she's all swoony over him and she gives him the necl- her necklace, which is apparently a weapon. Like, I won't be able to protect you. I mean... If you needed this to give him the necklace, I, it would have easily been like, mm. "Here, I might not be able to protect you, and I need you alive on this. <laughs> if my if my plan needs to work, so keep this with you." Yeah, she's Don't kind die. of switched her focus from like all in on the mission, which is what we've seen up till now, to suddenly like all in al- on also also Crichton. Yeah, it just it doesn't really do very much. It, it, and it completely undercuts one of the themes of this episode. And we'll get actually when as they uh, are sitting there, we cut to Casanova and mm. Aaron 
lying near a campfire, not together, opposite ends. And Casanova talking to her, uh, to Aaron about, look, you're you're used to the pain, you can handle that, but you're not used to emotional pain. Yeah, you've not because been trained cuts, for that. Because it cuts way deeper, because it, you wear it like a badge, and every pain is as strong as the first one. And Aaron's like, then why would you even want to feel that? Yes. To which Casanova responds, because of all the f- uh, of everything before that. Yeah, all the, the feeling all... of love. Mm. It's so worth the pain that'll eventually come. Like we all have lifespan. One of those two is gonna die first. So. Yeah, but he says, you know, it's a shame that we can't get back. So you can tell Crichton how you feel about him. And he's like, what would that matter? He's a statue. Well, he would still know. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing. We saw that like Aaron doesn't do that. Th- and that's the point. That's the whole thing about Aaron is about their relationship. Yeah. That this is all, all she's been doing is about her uh, what she, what she feels for Crichton, and we get that juxtaposed to, literally because it's the way the scene cuts from one to the other. Literally juxtaposed to John getting his heart on with somebody else. All right. So. Do you want to get possibly even more pissed off about this? Please do. Because I have... Here is some background for you. This is from Cool Farscape Facts from the Starburst Edition DVD version 2.2. Um, okay. So, first of all, that love scene between uh, Genasia and Crichton, that took four hours to shoot. <laughs> you know? Okay, fine. Because, you know, that happened. But, so Rockton S. O'Bannon, who's the writer and producer on Farscape, mm-hmm. he said about this scene... I'm going to wait till you stop drinking before I, I say this. Thank you. This was something the network wanted us to do. Uh. Make the show as sensual and sexy as we could. We didn't want to do soft porn, but we could want to push limits. We weren't trying to draw people for prurient reasons. But there are things you can do on cable that you can't do on regular networks. It's something that science fiction on TV didn't do before Farscape because it's on like uh, regular networks. They, you, know, you have to deal with a broader audience. So this was something they were doing to push the envelope for being on cable. What the actual hell? <laughs> like, so is that really... That, expl- that explains a lot. That explains why it's here and it kind of comes out of nowhere and undercuts everything else. But I'm like, okay, you were trying to push the envelope, but this is not the place to do it. No. This doesn't really work. <laughs> you you want to push the envelope? Get those two together. Start pushing that envelope. Also, that hang on a sense. minute. Didn't you already do this with Chiana and Dargo? Yeah, also that, actually. We've... We, heck, Does in it the not previously because... on Farscape, we we saw the shot where John just walks <laughs> into them having what's, sex. What's the matter? Is that enough for you? What's the matter? Network? Does it not count because they're aliens? <laughs> How well, dare you? Well, technically speaking, Genasia is also an alien, so that yeah. doesn't work either. Uh, uh, no, just uh, yeah, it's that explains it. I still it has no place there really from a story doesn't. perspective. It's just yeah, it's dumb. I was like, no, John, why don't? Don't do this. If that if that's what they wanted to do, they should have had Aaron actually have interest in Casanova. Casanova. Then it would have worked again. Yeah. And you have to, then you have those juxtaposed against each other. I guess so. I just just uh, never mind. All right. Okay. Anyway. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. So that whole thing happens, and so Jenna is getting Crichton ready for showtime. They're back in the city now. They're back in the palace, 
How the hell she snuck him in there? I don't, I don't know. I'm impressed. Because she's walking around, you know, she's in her usual get-up, back to, you know, pretending to be the uh, gold-digging uh, wife who's now grieving, of course. Yeah, because they found Claver's body. And uh, he's like, uh, okay, you ready for this? It's showtime. And he just pops out from, like, behind a bulkhead or whatever it is, and he's just dressed like, you know, normal John Crichton with the Peacekeeper jacket and all that. It's like, how are you just hiding there? Yeah. <laughs> How did nobody see you come in? Like, there's several people walking down the hall not being like, holy shit, it's the Emperor! <laughs> and she's like, okay, no, don't worry, it'll be fine. We'll do the thing. But uh, before we do, here's the, little, here's the test to see if we're compatible. And he's like, we're not compatible, put it away. And she just throws it away and she says, you always know just what to say. Yeah, sometimes you know who to say it, uh, to say it to the right people. And she walks away and I'm like, so that meant nothing to you, John? That was just a quick... A quick shag. Yeah, I... That's basically <laughs> what it was. Thank you. I was going to use the other word. A quick shag. That's basically what it was. What the hell? I, I mean, I don't know. It's... Genasia went from really cool character, capable woman, to... Plot device. A, yeah. A quick shag. For, That's for what Brighton. she went to. A quick shag. And I'm so freaking mad about that. Yeah, I... Yeah. Okay, keep going. We have a lot more. All right. To okay, so I do appre I do appreciate though that I'll be honest. The fact that it is like a, just a quick thing for John, it's not a good thing for him to do. No. But I like that they're not trying to build up the the idea that these two have a relationship. Yeah, that's probably worth because it. that would undercut everything else even more. It's just like these are two people who just got it on. Because why the hell not? I guess. Yeah. Okay. That does help. It's the you know, like he's it's not interested in a relationship, and neither is she. She's just when he throws the thing, says we're not compatible. She's like, okay, good. We're on the same page here. Oh yeah, I didn't read into that one. Well, yeah, because I, did, I hadn't realized that. But I'm like, then why did she bring up the ball? Well, just, just to see. About? Well, to see if he was going to go for it. Okay. Like if he's. She's like. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. Okay, good. We're on the same page. We're not interested in kids. We okay. don't want a relationship. Okay. Just, whatever it was. Okay, fine. In that case, okay, that makes it a bit better. Yeah. I didn't read it like that. No, I read it as her being disappointed. If it's her being relieved, yeah. No, okay. it's, her, it's absolutely her being relieved. She I, says, I, you I, always know the right thing to say. She's happy about it. She chucks the thing over her freaking shoulder. She's like, screw right. this. <laughs> okay, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I read something else into that. Good. No, no. So yeah, that that kind of saved it a little bit for me. When I'm like, that does, okay. that does save it a lot. They're actually. not they're not trying to build a relationship here. No, they're just you make, know, it does make the scene a lot better because then they're both like, we're adults, we yeah. feel like it. Sure, why not? See, there you go, there you go. See, it's not not so bad. It's but still kind of it's still kind of it dumb. helps. It helps a lot. It's <laughs> it it puts the blame on John. It makes Genasia a little bit of a better character again. And yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Is it, he was also a quick shack for her. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, she goes into the room where Clavel's body is, and everybody's around there. You've got the Empress and Rigel and Tino, and he says, oh, who did this? And Rigel is laying it on thick. He's just cry He's weeping. Yeah. He's like, oh. Like, please don't kill us. You know it was the scavenger. Please don't kill us. Right, because, yeah, since she knows that it was, uh, well, it's probably the Scarens doing, or... It's just going to immediately just execute all the off-worlders. It's like, all right, we're not waiting around. Kill them all. Yeah, sounds like the Empress. 
and says, you know, we know, the Empress knows that, okay, she knows that the Scarron did it, but we're going to kill all of you anyway. Yeah, just to be safe. And we, don't, we don't know how many of you work, were working with him. Uh, but then, ba-da-da-da, Crichton comes in and says, Not so fast, everybody. <laughs> yes, like, I disagree with the Empress on that. Because I am not dead. Oh, I am alive. You're alive. Good. <laughs> and it's like, uh, sir. And all this says to Genasia, Sorry about your husband. I heard he deserved it. And then just, <laughs> just slaps wow. him across the face and I'm like, ha, Nice acting, you two. <laughs> And so it's like, okay, where are the others? And we have to go. We have to go to them. And because Chiana, remember, was captured by Cargan, and we still haven't, you know, rescued her. And Scorpius and Dargo have found her, chained up, hanging over the acid pit. Yep. And I'm glad Car- they're reusing that scene, that area. And Cargan is there. He's protecting her, and uh, he wants to kill. And Cargan wants to kill them. He's going to attack them. He says, you've been defeated by your own suspicions. Yeah, yeah. you idiot. You thought we were working together? No. I mean, we aren't right now, but beside the point. We hate each other. And, you know, he's sort of gloating a little bit over um, Cargan, but then then uh, he kind of stumbles a bit. Scorpius is like, huh, um, because then Cargan goes on to explain that Scorpius is suffering from the heat because, okay, so the Scarron half of him thrives on heat, loves yeah. the heat, craves the heat, is a lizard, you know, that's the reptiles, mm-hmm. that's what they do. But peacekeeper the side of him that's a peacekeeper, remember, peacekeepers hate the heat. Yep. They got heat delirium and that really they really can't deal with it very well. So those two physiologies together, they don't really they cause a whole bunch of problems. Mm-hmm. And the the get up that he's wearing like the gimp mask and the old leather suit is actually a thermal regulator. Yeah. And he's got the cooling and the rods that go into his brain, cooling rods. Yeah. So that he doesn't overheat and die from the heat that his scarring half is producing that is affecting his uh, uh, sebation half. His his own body is killing itself. Yeah. If, if, if the outside doesn't, I mean, if they don't influence it. And this is something that he doesn't let many people know because he's like, no, don't listen to him. It's yeah, crap. And Dargo's like, Frell, why didn't I know that? It's like, is this true? Because this is a big like uh, weakness for Scorpius. This is, you know, this could be his kryptonite overload him with heat or turn off his regulator, and he just his body shuts down. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's sort of crumpling down onto the floor a little bit. And there's a and then. And then the fight kicks off, and Cargan gets the upper hand on Scorpius, like pins him to the wall, and then enter Crichton to save the day. Yeah, shoots him a bunch of times with the, with the necklace. Necklace. Glad that got used. <laughs> and uh, he's, he takes many shots to even like bring Cargan to his knees a little bit because Scarrens are very tough. Yeah, and then the Scarren is like, "You've shot me so many times, and I'm still standing." And John's like, "Yep." You're right. Let's see how you feel like being dumped into acid. And he grabs some of the chains and swings in. Da, 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 and and kick, kicks the Scarron into the vat. And it's like... <laughs> and he flips him down and... Yep, I'm melting! Melting! <laughs> and actually, uh, during the fight, the hand laser that Karin used to cut off his, John's head mm. cuts the chain that... Janna is uh, suspended on. She managed to grab hold of what's left. Yep. But she ends up falling anyway as uh, as Cargan goes into the vat. And 
Dargo just freaking jumps over He's like, <laughs> that, no. catches her in midair, and just lands on the other side. And John's like, wow, how Batman was that? Yeah. <laughs> John's like, whoa, that was awesome. <laughs> and it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> and so, right, okay, we gotta go, let's get out of here. And Dargo and Chiana leave. Yeah, and then... John asks, actually, is Scorpius dead? No, but he should be. If we if we walk out, he should be. Yeah, because he's you know suffering from the heat, and but then Crichton like picks him up off the off the floor, like puts his head right next to the acid, mm -hmm. and he's like, uh, he's he's about to put it in, and we get like a flash, that same flashback that we've seen of like the Aurora chair and like a needle going into John. Yeah, we don't we don't really know what the, the scene that wasn't there in the first place. We've seen that a couple of times. Like yeah. the the first time he sees Scorpius in I think is it part one or yeah I think it's part one yeah where you get we get that same uh, flashback as well yeah and he's like shakes his head he's like whoa what the hell was that but and he tells Scorpius I'm not your friend I'm not your enemy stay the hell away from me that's like and he just shoves him back to the ground well he says if we don't leave if you don't leave me alone next time we meet one of us will be dead. And he's not delivering this, like, calmly. He's, like, actually kind of a bit, uh, I don't know. Frightened. Yeah, he's like, one of us will be dead. And just, like, throws Scorpius to the ground. Doesn't dunk him in the acid and it's just just leaves. Mm -hmm. And once he's left, Scorpius... Just stands up and walks away. He stands up, like, puts his, drags his hand cockily, like, through the acid and just, like, flicks it off as like... Does a little bit of a smirk and walks off. He was only faking. Wait, was he faking? Yes. Wait, well, yeah, he was faking that last bit with Crichton. He was only faking. But he was also faking the bit during the Scarum fight because he's still in the same room. Yeah, maybe he was. Yeah, because that way, <laughs> I don't know. He, he's clearly faking at the end with Crichton because he just immediately gets up again. But he angrily attacks the Scarron, and the Scarron just easily clobbers him. Hmm. It may have been pretty, that, that's the point. It, it doesn't make sense. One, why does the heat delirium act up here, unless he's faking it? In, the, in which case, I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Give, give Dargo the, the information. <laughs> well, he already knows that. Dargo already knows that. Inf well, no, he doesn't. No, no he no, knows. This was the no, first sorry, time the they found out about Scorpius's weakness. Yeah, right. So... They don't know it yet. I'm like, I don't know. He's probably. And if it, it might have been, if it is the area, then one, why does he just walk away at the end? And two, why didn't he have the same problem when he f was fishing? I think John out of the vat. I think what it was was um, it might actually have been the scarron that was affecting him. Good point. Producing all the yeah, heat. You're and absolutely so... right because that's something <laughs> scarons can do. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And so and he once gets... the scarron was down. Yep. He's he then he's like plays possum until Crichton like. He goes to put his head in the thing, and he's just like, huh, huh, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm fine. I'm just messing with you." Yeah. <laughs> okay, I forgot. Yeah, that's what that was the variable, the scaring. Yeah, that was the that was the thing that was missing. So <laughs> he's just like, "All right, whatever, John. Yeah. Whatever you say. One of us will be dead next time." Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, I'm not dead right now. <clears throat> so, and we cut to Aaron actually. Dragging Casanova's body all the way back. Oh yeah, we we've seen um, earlier on. We've actually seen Aaron dragging him, and basically it's resolved because there's somebody in the distance who's like, "Oh, hello, hello. do you need help?" And that's, like, "I'll I'll get I'll get someone." 
I think we skipped over that because the resolution to Aaron and Casanova's thing is just like... There's one detail I like about that. What? So we cut to uh, Aaron and Casanova. Uh, Aaron is dragging Casanova again. Casanova's complaining about, ow, it hurts. <laughs> and then in the distance, someone shows up and apparently is like, oh, I'll come over. This guy we've actually seen oh, right. in this it's episode. Because he's one of the people that uh, that tries to walk up to Eren right before <laughs> she kisses Rigel. Right, right. That's why I find it funny. It was like, hey, I like that guy. <laughs> I'm glad they're reusing him. I think also the other thing I liked was um, when she's dragging you, she says, oh, it hurts. It's like, you want it? Oh, oh, it hurts. You want it to not hurt? Well, maybe don't go on somebody who's never been on a real climb before. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should have held onto the freaking wall. wall. That's what it was. Held onto the wall. You idiot. <laughs> okay. I, just, I, I just, I just like that that guy showed up again. This is like, like, hey, Tim in that first scene. Remember me? Back. Hello. <laughs> All right. So, and when we get back to everybody after basically after everything has mostly been resolved now, mm-hmm. um, we're going back to see Crichton. Uh, the Empress and Princess Katrala, who's she's still a statue. Yeah. And but Crichton's like, I'm, I'm not going back in there. I'm not going to be a statue again. Yeah. Screw that. Screw that. I don't need to. Um, and the Empress is like, nope, you must. Oh no, no, actually, she says, well, I, I see you're the kind of man that walks away from responsibility, and apparently also had his child. Where we didn't the no 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 no. we got we got the DNA sample we did that beforehand what you think something this important to succession we're gonna leave up to chance yeah and then Crichton immediately is like put me back in the statue again yeah (laughs) I love that switch he's just like like, a child deserves two parents needs a father put me back in the statue again yeah the Empress is actually surprised he switches this quick he's like oh I see. Um, but no, and she's like, "All right, we'll put him back in." Then Tino comes in. And he says, um, "Actually, Empress, it's not possible. Remember that uh, Crichton is not Sebastian; he's human, and we believe that he won't survive a second time." I am not entirely sure if he's lying or not. I think he's bullshitting. <laughs> I think as well. <laughs> it's because he just kind of—if he is—he'll make a perfect regent. Yeah, because he cuts in when it's like. Uh, uh, actually, um, he's human and it won't work again. (laughs) (laughs) He seems, he seems to be a bit conflicted right before he says it, because the Empress is already walking out at this point, and he's like, look, it doesn't work. If if we try it again, he'll die. And John's actually angry about this. He's like, I can't wait around for 80 years. I'll be dead. Yeah, like, I'm, the kid needs a father. Yeah. And then, and then he walks up to the statue, and he says... You do it. Well, yeah, he says to Taino, he's like, you take know what? Place. You take my place, yeah. And the Empress says, but they're not compatible. And it's like, it doesn't matter. She already has a child. Yeah. She's you already have, pregnant. You have your kid. That's requirements met. And also, like, nobody knows what Crichton looks like because his unveiling or his, uh, the yeah. unveiling of the statue was to be when he was presented to uh, the population. Yeah, so, the public. So... Tino can take his place and nobody will know the difference. No. You and, might have to go by an assumed name if the name was leaked, but meh. Yeah, and then, but then he says, and I know that Tino and Katrala love each other. Like, you love her, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you take my place, you'll be 
the you'll be the king or the regent that we regent. need, and and my, you'll be a good fa and my child gets a father, my uh, father, yeah, and and he puts the headset on to talk to Katrala and says, "Does that work for you? As you know, is that okay with you?" And she says, "Yes, and thank you, and I'll never forget you." Mm -hmm. And says, "Okay, as long as this secret doesn't leave this room, we can do this." Yeah, and so He's... he hands the hands the communicator off, <clears throat> and he says, "Well, for once the good guys for once the good guys win." Yeah, and he walks away, and I have a child I'll never know. Yeah, it's really <laughs> kind of sad, and then it, it's that's sad enough. Oh yeah, <laughs> why do they do? Okay, <laughs> this is so Tino. Who now has the headset on? Calls John like the princess asks if you want to see your child. It's like yes, please. Yeah, remember the device from before that could you know predict what the potential children would look like. I think this is actually like not predicting. This is what that child will look like. It's like yeah, based on the actual data. So they bring up, they turn the machine on, and it's actually it's a little girl. Because mm -hmm. previously we saw like a little boy. It's a little girl, and. And he kneels down, is like smiling, and oh god, what? Oh god, okay. Why, why does it? All right. I probably so... would have said no just to save my own heart. On the other hand, no, you would have regretted that for the rest. Yeah, of Yeah, it's life. true. But yeah. he says like, uh, because the child, the uh, hologram or whatever of the child says, "Are you my daddy?" And she's like, "Yes." And and Quentin's like, "Yeah, I am." And, and then, then she wrote, and then her face turns into a gas mask. No. Wait, no. Sorry. Wrong sci-fi singer. I'm sorry. Damn you. <laughs> uh, and then, but then she says, the little girl says, I love you, daddy. <laughs> yeah. Just like take the knife and fucking twist it even more. Why don't you? Just rotate it around a few times. You, if you pause the tape, you can see the moment exactly when his heart breaks in half. <laughs> oh, that's so much worse. <laughs> and then it disappears again, and he gets up and is like, Take care of my little girl. Uh, <sighs> why? It's, it's the, I love you, Daddy. And then I'll never see you again, because they won't be born for 80 years. Yeah, you'll be dead by the time I'm born. Jesus Christ. Oh, oof. That was. I felt that was a little on, to, uh, over the top. It's like oh. that's a little also, unnecessary. <laughs> There's something really funny and slightly stupid. The Empress is basically a statue herself during the rest of. The, once her lines are done, she just stands there, says nothing, looks forward. It's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> she doesn't have anything to add to the discussion, but even there's not even acting from her just visual there. Just, there's there's an empress prop standing there that's probably breathing. <laughs> and so then, okay, Crichton walks out, and then we're back on Moya, who is apparently turned up now. Okay, I'm okay with that skipping. I yeah, I, I, like I said, like the skipping itself, like I can you can fill in the blanks pretty easily. It's not confusing as to what happened because everything's been wrapped up, but it just means the pacing feels like yeah a bit rushed. So they're back on Moya, and you've got Chiana and Dargo. And talking to each other, and they're both getting up. Well, they're undressed, and Chiana's behind the screen, wrapping herself up in a towel. We see Dargo mm -hmm. from the shoulders up, and he's clear, he's in deep in thought, and he says, "You know, why didn't?" And Chiana asks him, "Why didn't Crichton kill Scorpius?" It's like and Dargo's like, "Well, that was a mistake." Yeah, a mistake that will come back to haunt him. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happened? They don't know what happened to Moya. While it was gone, 
No, and Zan's apparently also not telling him, like, so, okay, fine. So really, what was the point of that? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they had, if they shot those things last minute to add something in, and at this point they Maybe. didn't even know what happened, so it was easiest to just... Maybe. Yeah, never mind. All right, but um, Dargo is, I mean, he's upset because he he's thinking about the fact that Crichton will never see his daughter... Yeah. And it hits very close to home for him because he'll never he's, you know, looking for his son and may never see him again. I love that parallel. Yeah. And he's like I I know that that's really awful. And I mean, like Gianna says then like yeah, I understand, so do I. And you thought we weren't compatible. <laughs> I mean, I think for John it's maybe not as bad because like Dargo has memory he remembers his son. Mm-hmm. And was with him, and was taken away from him. For Crichton, it's it was suddenly thrust upon him, and he has he doesn't really know his child at all. No, but on the other hand, Dargo still has hope. John has none. No, like John's never gonna see uh, his that child. No. Mm, yeah, it's it's an odd situation. You know, it's a thing. Now now we go to the maintenance bay, and we see uh, we've got Aaron and Crichton, and Aaron is uh, she's exercise she's doing like tricep dip things with her legs up on the on a on a bench, on the and bench. her hands on one of the support columns. She's just doing just doing some of that. I guess like to get, do some physical therapy, get her leg sorted. Um because I mean John does say like the surgeons, you know, they said they fixed your leg and it should be fine. Yeah. And she's just like doing that and he goes to work on uh, his module and it's like I'm glad you're okay and and she just like turns to him, like gets up, walks over to. I love. Actually, I really I like love this scene. This is a great scene. He walks. She walks over to him, not saying anything, and she's just looking up at him, um, and just off and pulls out the little test, the little vial. To... She actually does it when she starts walking, which I like. Yeah. From across the room, she holds that up, and there's yeah. just this moment in the air, it's like. Walks over to him. Both understanding yeah. what she's trying to say. Because she can't say it. No. That's, but... that's the problem. She can't say it, but she can show what she means. Yeah. So she walks over and takes it up, offers it to him. And her hand is shaking at this point, by the way. Yeah, she, and you can see it in her that. eyes. She's, just, she's conveying all that emotion without saying anything. Which yeah, is she's great. She's incredibly nervous. Yeah. And she feels incredibly vulnerable, and this... She mm. couldn't say a word if she wanted to. This is the only thing she can do to show her affection for John. Yeah, and so they put the little dots onto their tongue, and first of all, they like touch just touch their tongues together, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, come on, and just like put like got <laughs> put hands out in front of my face, just like trying to squeeze the two of them together, just like <laughs> come on now, now kiss, and they do, and they do, they do go like in for a proper kiss, and and they pull apart. And you and, can just see their faces, and it's like, oh. But then, shit. Aaron turns away to walk, turns to walk away, towards the camera, a, and there's a smile on her face, and like she actually breaks out into a smile, and we then zoom in up onto uh, Crichton, who, very slowly, he starts smiling as well. Yeah. And that's that's cut to the end of the episode. Ah. I love that scene because that that whole thing. I was like, once she started walking over and didn't say anything, I was like. I really hope they do this entire scene without dialogue. Yeah, they Wish did. they did, and it was From that point really on, good. it was only silence. And it didn't need, they didn't need any words for this. Because, like I said, Aaron is just 
she's still not prepared to say it. No, she's not capable of expressing that emotion. No, but she can show with yeah. her actions what she means. Yeah, it was a great scene, and so good. Cut to the end of the episode. So that was part three of the Maltese Crichton. That was part three of Look at the Princess, Maltese yep. Crichton. Overall, this episode was again like episode one was a mess. Episode two was way better, much more clean, yeah. much more structured. Had some great stuff in it. Episode three is back to kind of being a mess again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm <sighs> I'm gonna have give it a two. I've gone between two and three. I. It's because mm. I don't. I mean, so you, you cleared up some things for me. Gymnasia yeah. got a lot yeah. better once I. <laughs> realize the angle at the end of that but it's I, just that that <clears throat> entire scene is so counter to what <clears throat> is the entire arc for Eren in this I'm like, yeah oh. they're not you've got and this, just the whole thing with Zan you've got these different parts of the story that aren't really working together no so they're actually working in opposition yeah I don't know I feel like I would I think partly because of the of how it resolves itself and I don't know. I think I would go between. I I think it's about average. I don't think it's that bad, but mm. no, I'm I'm going with the two, which used to be a three, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going with the two right now because it's just it it doesn't click for me. Yeah, There's, I, the end is really good. The end, like, the end is really that, that really last solid. scene, the scene with Chiana and Dargo talking. The end scene is great. It's just got also became a damsel in distress in this entire episode. Not yeah, she didn't really. Anything. Didn't, uh, didn't do Despite Dargo saying to her that the, that she did well, I'm like, I'm sorry, you were watching a different episode. I think because no, <laughs> no offense to Chiana, but nothing happened. Yeah. So no, it's just I gotta give it a two. I'm sorry. Hmm. All right. I expect you giving it a three. Yeah, I think it's I think it's close. I'm 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 not sure. Um, mm. two or three. I think probably. Again, like if it had been more streamlined, if we didn't have three separate plots going at the same time, one of which, like we said, was almost entirely pointless. Yeah, it just ends in a fart. Yeah, <laughs> really, actually, it really does. Yeah, and you could have. I just. It's a bit of a fart. <laughs> like obviously, in things like this, you've got an A plot, and you can have an A plot and a B plot. Like if we didn't have that stuff with Moya, and say we still had the stuff with Aaron and Casanova, because that actually accomplishes something. Yeah, that that develops like he that's, that's, know, talks to her about her emotions and yeah. she's trying to escape and get away and actually like he says you know you should tell him and uh, you know you're not trained to deal with it like that actually accomplishes something and it dovetails together with the main story at the end. Mm -hmm. Moya just it that does nothing. Nope. Like if you cut that and just had uh, Aaron and Casanova as the B plot, that this episode would be, would be a whole lot better. So, <clears throat> overall, though, for this this trilogy, this three-parter, has been I I would say it's been mostly pretty okay. It's been it's been aggressively mediocre. I think. I, I mean, probably we, the best way. We to rated it. episode two very highly, or part two rather. Yeah, but the other two do drag the whole thing down a bit. Yeah, I it does make me realize why they put two in between. <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> like if it had just been one and three slightly reworked? Oh boy! Yeah, two is definitely the best out of all of it, and yeah, the, I, it it certainly does actually. What it does do this whole thing does actually develop relationships. It does have character growth. We yeah. do get a, the 
we have you know Eren and Crichton, Chiana and Dargo, Scorpius and, and Scorpius, which is great. Like that, all that stuff is good. So that prevents me from like rating it really lowly because, in the grand scheme of things, this ep- these three episodes do actually matter. Yeah, but <clears throat> if you had to give the whole an, a grade, oh. what would we be? It would probably be right in the middle. It would probably, yeah, I'd go with three as well. It would probably be like a three for just the, all three parts together. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad they did episode two, though. Yeah. <laughs> because if it was, like you said, if it had just been a two-parter with part one and what was part three, it would not have been great. It would have been really busy, too much going on, and like rushed pacing. I do remember what they added. I would think all the stuff... I would think what they added was the bits that were, you know, taking him up to the the ship. All the oh, stuff, yeah. all the stuff yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. filmed on the same sets, you know? Yeah, that, you're right. That probably, yeah, makes sense. Which was the best part. That was really <laughs> of, cool. Of, uh, of uh, part two. That was John going crazy! Yeah, that was absolutely the best part. Um, so, yeah, I think... I'm I'm glad I tell you what though I'm glad that we're back with Scorpius and all that stuff seems to it has not been forgotten. No, let's hope let's hope we go there next week. Well, I don't think we do next week. Okay, uh, to before you get worried, not yeah. next week, but the week after. Okay, we we do so. It's, okay, but next week. What next week. synopsis? Would, let's, let's focus on next week. Let's focus on next week. I just want to you know. Before you get, you know, before we unleash Dutch hyperrage. Don't worry, don't worry. It's okay. We'll get there, don't worry. Won't be long. <laughs> but next week we have episode 14, called, which is called Beware of Dog. And uh, so here we go. This is just Chiana buys a parasite hunting Vork, which creates chaos on board Moya. <laughs> I really hope this is the type of episode I hope it is. But we'll see next week. <laughs> we will see next week. And... But like I said, you know, don't worry. We will get back to everything pretty soon. Cool. So, you know, we'll be fine. But yeah, there we go. That was Look at the Princess Part 3, Maltese Crichton. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of a rush. It felt like it was rushed a little bit and too much yeah. going on. But, you know, it's certainly... It was certainly... It was certainly an episode. As an episode of Farscape. That it, of all the that episodes it totally of, was. Of all the episodes of Farscape, that was certainly one of them. Um, look, I I can't be too hard Let's... on it because of the payoff at the end with you know Aaron and Crichton and all that stuff. That is important stuff. Yeah, but... that is worthwhile. It's just that this the whole lead up to it, the lead up to it is kind of rushed and a little all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we'll be back next week, like I said, with episode fourteen. But mm-hmm. uh, thank you for listening, thank and you. we'll see you next time. In the meantime, you can find us. I'm on. Twitter at Cartwahats. Red is at for Dolkin Entry. Yes. You can go to cartwahats.co.uk for other episodes and other projects, and which is all supported by the Cartwahats Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Cartwahats. So thank you to uh, everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. What do you mean we don't have any Scorpius next week? No, Come on! It's fine. We'll no, get, we'll no, get back I, to the... I, I have serious problems with it. He is a great villain. They are criminally underusing him. The actor right. is fantastic. Okay. It's just like... You know what? I didn't want to have to do this. Get the vacuum. Come on, get in. No, no, get in. no! Ah. Didn't know the Dutch were made of gas, did you?